0: Hello everybody and welcome to the Comas Podcast episode 6. Today we'll be interviewing the wonderful Will Sliney, a comic book artist from Cork. We'll be asking him questions about his life and his career. Hope you enjoy. Hey, I have a few questions for you. Um, yep. First one, it's most important in my opinion. How did you get, how did you get interested in drawing comics? How did I get interested? Um, it kind of came from a love of the characters and the, the cartoons of all of the likes of Spider-Man and, and the X-Men and stuff when I was younger. Like I always I always liked drawing and I'd draw, like if I was playing a video game, I'd draw those characters. Uh, obviously, if I was watching, you know, the cartoons or movies, I'd draw them as well. Um, I But I didn't have too much access to comic books when I was younger because there wouldn't have been the amount of comic book shops that there are now. Uh, But slowly, as I got older, I started to realize that there's this whole comic book industry there and the whole job is drawing all the characters that I really, really like. And uh, as soon as I figured out that this was a potential job, that's when I I switched over and kind of turned all of my focus towards that. But that wouldn't have been until, believe it or not, uh, the first time a comic book shop opened up in Cork, uh, I was in first year of college. So it took a while for me. It was late enough. That is pretty long, yeah. All right. The so next question is uh, Well, it, it, it is what you said about uh, having comics, um, that it was the first year in college that you finally got three comics. So, mm-hmm. so uh, the, the, the question was Did you read Marvel Comics as a child? Uh, but since you said that uh, in first year in college, you read uh, comics as a child. So <laughs> well, first year well comics, I wouldn't. So, so, so what I would have had, what I would have had access to like, like they would have been reprinted and there would have been annuals and stuff like that. So I would have been reading, let's say Spider-Man or Superman comics and stuff like that. I just wouldn't have been able to kind of get into the whole, you know, oh, every month a new issue, Spider-Man comes out or whatever. But here or there, I would have had stuff like that all of my life for sure. All oh, right, right. All right. So the next question is, uh, what is it like to have the dream of so many artists out there? <laughs> um look it definitely was um a, a dream for me i don't know have you all seen spider-man no way home before i spoil it for you <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yes from everyone okay so like um like i can remember like i would have been year age when maybe a little bit older i don't know maybe your age actually when the when the first original toby Maguire spider-man came out like in it was firmly set in my head then that all I want to do is to get to draw Spider-Man. So it really, really was a dream. And it took obviously a while to get there. Um, Many, many years of trying to apply to get the job, many years of improving my art. And then when I got in the industry, working my way up into the industry, getting into Marvel and then thankfully uh, getting that job of doing Spider-Man, which was my dream one, you know, and I didn't think I'd get it as early as I did then when I was inside in Marvel, but I got a, a, an opportunity. I, I certainly let them know I was a big Spidey fan. So that that was the dream for me. And I, it was nice actually watching that movie, obviously when they brought back the Spider-Man from when I was a kid, that that was a spoiler alert if anyone actually maybe (laughs) put in if you're recording an interview um but like that was a really nice moment for me kind of remembering what it was like when I was going to the cinema not as a Spider-Man artist you know dreaming of getting to do it and it was kind of a a kind of a pinch me moment of oh I I got there in the end so and look I, I still love doing it like I'm working on on Star Wars right now in terms of that kind of stuff and it's quite bizarre to me that like literally today i'm drawing anakin skywalker and you know telling stories with these characters that i loved when i was younger um so really it's a dream come true that way it's obviously it's a lot of hard work uh but i wouldn't have it any other way um and i still love doing it even though like once we hit october this year i'll be 10 years inside marvel at this stage so yeah yeah it's very long yeah okay so that last question is do you have anything to say to young aspiring artists yeah um well it's most important the most important thing for me to know uh for me to for for younger artists to know is that like it doesn't matter where you live right now uh, anymore you know you can do this kind of a job from anywhere so it doesn't matter what type of art you're into like like Ireland is now massive for animation you know you can work uh, like if, if video games are the things that inspire you to draw, um, you absolutely can get those kind of jobs from here. The most important thing to do is just to, to keep drawing and building up your skills to get good enough. And if you, if you continue on that path and keep practicing at it, then you will get that job. It just takes, you know, there's a long road of practice beforehand, but you, you really, really will because drawing, I truly believe it's not something that you, are given the talent, but it's it's a skill that you earn by putting in those many, many hours of drawing. Uh so if you really, really want to get that job and you really, really want to get there, then you will if you if you put in the hard work, you know? Uh like I I would have, like I always say, and like like this is true, only for the fact that you you can't play football all day long. But like I've drawn probably 10 times more hours than Messi has played football. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm drawing all of the time. Uh like 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 uh and it's just you have to put those hours in because that's what you're you're competing against but if it's something that you you love and something that you want to do then that's not the worst thing in the world at all you know all right thank you i'll, I'll pass it on to jack now yeah um, uh, i'm jack i was just wondering hello uh, favorite comic of all time or comic run favorite comic run of all time so well so the when i finally was able to get a hold of of comics serialized comics it would have been ultimate spider-man um so and when that when i got that i would have been just about the same age as peter parker uh and then i that run pretty much went on all the ways up to when i broke into comics and started working with marvel so it kind of accompanied me every month along along with that you know and as one of my favorite artists mark bagley uh drew it from pretty much most of it, you know. So so that that for that reason is probably uh my favorite run. All right. Thank you. Um is there any comics you can think of that you would like to see adapted to live action? Geez, they're kind of running through them all now at this stage, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> the, um, yeah, uh wow. Well, um, you know <sighs> God, like, like, even in terms of Spider-Man, it was, it's like, it's like, where would they go now? Like, but, but the, the handy thing is, is I guess they do have like 50 years of stories to pull from. Like, I'm obviously excited for what they're going to do in the next Spider-Verse movie because I can say it now, but like, you know, like Spider-Man 2099 is going to be in it, but you see him in the trailer and it looks like he features quite heavily. And, and I would have uh, had a lot to do with, uh, you know, a good chunk of his stories. So, it's hopefully we'll see elements of that kind of pop onto the screen. So like, it's weird. It's kind of starting to happen now and that the characters that I'm creating are the ones that come up and are considered. Like I had someone in a Star Wars comic that ended up being a a Lego Star Wars movie of all things, but he was the main villain. So so that's always a cool thing when you kind of see your own stuff kind of turned into that. Um, In terms of what's there, gee, um, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Um, I almost wonder, uh, like, like I, I'm, I'm as much interested now in seeing, like, like, like I think the Marvel stuff has been incredible and everything they've done, but like some of the great kind of independent comics, like Image Comics and stuff like that, how that kind of stuff is getting adapted and turned into screen and how we're seeing that. Uh, so I, I probably pick pick something from from there uh, as much as I would pick something in like the Marvel universe. Cause they've done such a good job, but it's such a kind of complete good job as well. You know, it's more, they're kind of going off in their own kind of way now as well. And they'll almost even outpace what's happening in the comics. All right, thank you. Um, do you have a favorite superhero? I know uh, a- boring answer Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> right. But it really, really was like, that's how I ended up getting that job. like like when I was working on Defenders, which was the first book that I, that I did inside Marvel, like that happened to be like, it's really, really cool. Well, they've changed it now, but like the Marvel offices, uh, when I started, like they had all these different rooms and like, there's like the, like the Avengers office and the the Spider-Man office and the, the Star Wars office and all these different like editorial groups are in these different sections and different sections handle different books. So the Spider-Man office ha- happened to be handling the Defenders book at that time. And that was the book that I got. So like every time I would get the chance, I'd be like, just so you know, I really like Spider-Man and I'd love to have a go at, at some stage. And basically what happened was, is they were, they needed a book done in a really short deadline. I had just wrapped up the Defenders run they knew I was into it, so I wouldn't have minded basically like working crazy hours to get this book done on that really short deadline. So that's how I got the, the, the job for it. And then they kind of tried me out in a couple of other ones and that ended up being 50 or 60 Spider-Man issues. So uh, it was that kind of love of Spider-Man that I let them know that led me to do that for five years of my career. All right. But getting on that question, do you have mm-hmm. a favorite villain? Um, favorite villain? Uh, I, I actually just kind of, I was talking about this recently, about how I would have said up to about 10 years ago, if you were comparing something like Batman versus Spider-Man, that Batman would have had the better rogues gallery Uh, But I think what they've done with the Spider-Man ones has kind of put them on par or even past it again, what they like, and no better place to show that off than in the recent Spider-Man movie and how all those villains were pretty incredible in it, you know? Um, And I've always liked how the Spider-Man villains are often intertwined with like the personal life of Peter Parker. So probably for that reason, it's probably... The Green Goblin because there's the whole Norman Osborn Harry Osborn connection and stuff, so it works on two levels. So I do like when they create characters like that. That kind of it's not just like superpowered villain versus superpowered hero. It's like a, a family life drama combined with those superpowered fights as well. So I like that kind of stuff. Perfect, thank you. I'm going to pass on the violin now. Yeah, no worries. Hey, how are you? Uh, uh, so my first question for you is. A lot of people tuned in over the pandemic to follow your We Will Draw segment on the Homeschool <laughs> Hub. Is this something you can see yourself doing again? Uh, well, I have, because it's turned into a TV show for me, really. Because that's kind of, that was, uh, if you've seen Storytellers, um, yeah. that was kind of, that's what We Will Draw basically turned into Homeschool Hub, which then they asked me, what would I do if I had my own show? And that's what Storytellers was. Um, so, and even some of the the characters that I put onto Homeschool Hub there's kind of a natural evolution of what they are in storytellers. So so as, as full on as I had been in comics for all of these years, it certainly has changed because of what happened in the pandemic and like that We Will Draw thing just kind of spun out of one tweet and that led to the one thing and led to another. And all of a sudden, like I'm working on TV shows in, in RT and in Sky, you know? so and i've loved it uh it's been a very very new experience for me um it certainly was very very strange like i'd never even been on a tv set before or a film set so it was really bonkers the first day walking in and seeing like the whole set designed and it was me that had to go kind of in front of the camera was a very very surreal kind of experience you know um but but i really enjoyed it and if it helps encourages more people to to do art when they're younger and stuff like that then uh, I'm, I would be more than happy to do a lot more. So um, hopefully there'll be more news and all of that soon enough. Absolutely. Actually, I have a question on storytellers. What was it like working with the icon, Dan Conroy? <laughs> uh, that was great, because uh, I would have watched him when I was younger. So like we kind of came up with the idea. Um, could we bring Don in? Uh, just almost in a kind of a Marvel style cameo right at the end of the the last episode. And he, he he agreed to it straight away. And he was, it was lovely kind of the way he kind of, when he arrived into the set, everyone stopped and gave him a big clap and a, and a welcome in there. And it was lovely getting some advice from him as well, who like me was an artist that ended up transitioning into doing stuff on TV. Um, so he had some like like really, really great information for me. And I really, really hope that's not the last time I get to do something with him because he was so nice. Absolutely. And then my final question is, do you have any early childhood memories that would have brought you to where you are today? Uh, I think so. Yeah, like, like, definitely, like, I was just always super into superheroes and comics and cartoons and all of that stuff, you know, in a way that always stuck with me. Um, and, like, as, norm, as, as strange as it is, like, as normal as it is now, that, like, you know, like, literally, like, I, I bet you go around to, in your school and every single kid uh, knows that Tony Stark is Iron Man, shall we say. Whereas, in, when I was in school, 50% of people wouldn't have even known who Spider Man was. Like, you know, it just wasn't a thing, you know? But it was, it was one of the things that I was always into back then and it always stuck with me. Uh, and just got stronger and stronger as I got older and as I got more confident that this is the kind of a thing that I wanted to do. Uh, and as as silly as it sounds like, even like I always kept up an interest in like in these these cartoons, these like the action figures, all that stuff. and all of a sudden, like that's my career, and I, I'm getting to see action figures made out of the designs that I do. you know, so so I, that that never ever left me. Uh, and that all comes from early childhood, definitely. Again, okay, you. Well, thank you. I'll pass to Shane for the final questions. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> um, first question is, do you think there's a place for more Irish folk- folklore in cartoons and comic books nowadays? Uh, I do, definitely. Like, I did a Coo book myself uh, because I just think those stories are amazing. Like, they're like. If, I don't know if there's any stories out there that are as old and has, have lasted as long as the stories that come from Irish folklore. Um, like and obviously like look at how incredibly successful Thor is now <laughs> and his own like like line of movies from like Norse mythology and stuff like that so the Irish stuff is there um, it, it has it has a little bit of a problem in that like if I ever hand let's say the Coo comic book I did to anyone outside of Ireland they're like how do you pronounce that what's going on there so there's there's there definitely has to be a little bit of a trick in somebody being able to adapt that uh, uh, and ma- and spread it outside of Ireland, to give it that legs that it needs to go from something that's very much our own to something like they've done with, let's say, the Norse mythology uh, that the whole world knows about, you know? Um, but stories that last over 4,000 years or however long it is, which must have lasted by word of mouth from generation to generation to generation means that there's something there that people are interested in. So it's just finding out the way to bring that to the wider world, you know, like who, like, like really what that is, is a movie. Um, what, what foreign studios going, like it's a do, who call a movie you basically need the budget of the Lord of the Rings or something, you know what I mean? It needs to be this like massively epic movie and how many of those, come out nowadays where 99 percent of the people have never heard of the character you know um but I, I i fully believe that if it did happen it could be really really big um so i i wonder like 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 i and i loved doing that could call the book i i have ideas for more if i ever kind of got around to do like the likes of Sean McCool and tern and Oak and things like that um yeah I'd love it to happen. I just, I just, I wonder how that would, what the solution is to that problem that it has. Yeah, I could agree completely on that, especially with the (laughs) pronunciation of couple of words. (laughs) And another question is, what's a typical day of work for you? Typical day of work for me um, uh, is it depends now so so it was it was the same always for let's say lot like up to before the pandemic where um i usually try to draw a couple of pages of comics a day i try to keep it as close to nine to five as possible it certainly wasn't that way and i started I, i've sped up over the years so i'm able to do that as much as i can i try to not work weekends but that's only recently i've, I've gotten the speed to be able to do that because it's often it used to be a lot longer hours and, and longer extra days and things like that as well um it's definitely changed now because I, i have a second job in the tv stuff so so it very much changed even in terms of before i would just i would have my script i would draw my page finish my page and that would be it whereas now like i'm learning new techniques i'm learning like i never really animated before so i had to learn how to animate over the course of storytellers you know uh, and that's definitely gonna play a big part of some of the future plans that I have, like and, and the things that I, I'll be able to do with different skills in those areas. So it's weird, like, like um, if I'm working on a, a comic, it's normal, if I'm working on a TV show, it could be, I might be like literally writing the script for a month, or I might be animating a character doing uh, uh, talking or something like that, that take, tends to take time. So that side of it's changed, but when it comes to comics, um it's like I spend an hour plotting out the page uh, a couple of hours uh putting in more details and then the rest of the hours just finishing off the page until the day of work kind of ends so keep it as straightforward as I possibly can yeah nice and final question do you have a song or an album that inspires you while you're drawing do I have a song or an album um I used to listen to movie soundtracks an awful lot, but it would be random. There's no particular song. It's I, I used to be massively into music. I used to be in a band. I used to play guitar, I used to do all that stuff when I was in school. Um, and it's weird. <coughs> excuse me. The more I learned to draw, the less I had time for music, even in terms of listening, anything like that as well. But then I will say like, like, all that all that knowledge of music is there um I'm I'm more likely to listen to like audible books now or podcasts or something like that but one of the literally one of the best moments of my career happens uh last year when the composer was sending through the songs that he made for storytellers because there's some there's some really really unbelievable theatrical kind of music in that um, so I've never had I never thought I'd have a moment like that in my career uh, and that was just fantastic Thank you both, for coming on the Coleman's podcast. Tune in next time where we have another wonderful guest Don't forget to follow our Instagram and Twitter and thank you for listening Spider-Man, Spider-Man Does whatever a spider can Spins a web any size Catch your see just like flies Look out, here comes a Spider-Man Is he strong? Listen bud, he's got radioactive blood. Can he swing from a thread? Take a look overhead. Hey there, there goes a Spider-Man. In the chill of night, at the scene of a crime. Like a streak of night, he arrives just in time. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Welcome conveyed, he's ignored is his reward to him Life is a great big day Wherever there's a hang You'll find a Spider-Man